the fundamental differences in practice and procedure between the member states of the community, then answered all our questions. We broke up for lunch a few minutes before one, and I managed to grab a place next to Jeremy. Listening to him talk, I kept thinking that although we were about the same age, we couldn't have come from more different backgrounds. Jeremy's father, a banker by profession, had escaped from Eastern Europe only days before the outbreak of the Second World War. He settled in England, anglicised his name, and sent his son to Westminster. From there, Jeremy had gone on to King's College, London, where he read law, graduating with first-class honours. My own father was a self-made man from the Yorkshire Dales, who had insisted I leave school the moment I passed my O-levels. I'll teach you more about the real world in a month than you'd learn from any of those university types in a lifetime, he used to say. I accepted this philosophy without question and joined Cooper's as an apprentice a few weeks after my sixteenth birthday. By the time Jeremy had finally left the world of academia and taken up his first real job, I had been earning a wage for eight years. Although I was impressed by Jeremy at the seminar, I could sense, behind that surface affability, a powerful combination of ambition and intellectual snobbery that my father would have mistrusted. I felt he was only mixing with us on the off chance that at some time in the future we might be responsible for spreading some butter on his bread. I now think that, even at our first meeting, he suspected that in my case it might be honey. But my father had taught me never to make the mistake of imagining that your friends and your colleagues were necessarily the same animals. So although I didn't like the man, I made sure that when I left Bristol... I was in possession of Jeremy's numerous telephone and fax numbers. When I reached home, I ran upstairs and sat on the end of the bed, regaling my sleepy wife with an account of why it had turned out to be such a worthwhile weekend. Rosemary was my second wife. I fell in love with my first, Helen, at the age of thirteen while watching her play netball. Despite my passion for her, we didn't make love until we were both eighteen, and six weeks later she told me in a flood of tears that she was pregnant. Against the wishes of her parents, who had hoped that she would go on to university, a hasty wedding was arranged, but I was delighted. Helen died on the night of the 14th of September, 1964, giving birth to our son Tom, who himself only survived a week. I thought I would never get over it, and I'm not sure I ever have. After her death, I didn't glance at another woman for years, putting all my energy into the company. I met Rosemary, daughter of Brigadier Kershaw, the High Sheriff of the County, about four years afterwards at a ball given to launch the Leeds Music Festival. We married 18 months later. Over 200 guests attended the rather grand county wedding in the parish church of St Mary's. But I confess that my thoughts were of my first wedding ceremony. For a couple of years, Rosemary made every effort to be a good wife. But she yearned for a life made up of regular visits to the Grand Theatre for Opera North, followed by dinner parties with her county friends, while I preferred to work at weekends and to be tucked up in bed before eleven most nights. After four years without producing any offspring, we began to drift our separate ways. If she started having affairs, she was discreet about them. And then she met Jeremy Alexander.
It must have been about six weeks after the seminar in Bristol that I had occasion to phone Jeremy and seek his advice. Send me all the details, Jeremy said. I'll look over the paperwork at the weekend and call you on Monday morning. He was as good as his word, and when he phoned, he mentioned that he had to be in York that Thursday to brief a client and suggested we get together the following day to go over the contract. It was a pleasure to watch such a professional at work. Even if he displayed an irritating habit of drumming his fingers on the table when I hadn't immediately understood what he was getting at. After we had turned the last page of the contract, I realized that everyone else in the building had left for the weekend, so I suggested Jeremy might like to join Rosemary and me for dinner. When I introduced him to Rosemary, he bowed slightly and kissed her hand. After that, they couldn't take.